Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Deputy Editor Dave Schofield coming at you with his big brother Rich joining him once again. Rich, how's it going this evening? Uh, going okay, going okay. Be much happier if we were still basking in a, in the uh, thrill of victory, but unfortunately, not the case this week. Yep, we are dealing with the agony of defeat this time. Uh, it's it's been a long, I mean, it, it's funny because the defeats have been bad. Like they're, they're seven and two over the last nine and you're like, uh, yeah, they managed to win. But, but when it's been a defeat, it's been, Ooh, ow, ouch. Yeah. yeah and, and that's what we had again on Sunday night. So it seems like some people were that, that the notifications going out. You know what? I was tr- looking into stuff and, and asking some questions. Flip was actually trying to help me out um, to see if there's a way we can get the notification out, like maybe five minutes before we go live, so that way people already know um, that that we're here. But that's why here for the first couple minutes, I like to just say hello, say see how things are doing, get some people that are wanting to get on the live chat a chance to get in here before we dive in too much. But uh, there's a lot to talk about. There's well, first of all, before we dive into everything else, in case people aren't aware, this is being recorded Tuesday night, just after nine o'clock. And the breaking news within the last hour was the release of the Pro Bowl rosters. Yes. Now I'm going to tell you, I did not look at anything other than Steelers. Oh. So to ask, don't even don't don't even ask. I don't know. I I know the five Steelers who made the Pro Bowl, four of which are starters. And that is on the offensive side, um, the one person who is not a starter who is a, re- is a reserve is guard David DeCastro. And the starter is, even though he is ranked, I think, like third as the 36th center right now by Pro Football Focus in the league, is one Marquise Pouncey. So, which is which is quite interesting. And he had a pretty rough game on Sunday night. But uh, he's, he's a pro He's had this year. too many rough games this season. Yeah, but see, another stat that was interesting. To be a pro bowler. I, yes, and I and I thought about this when when he was announced, and I'm and then and then I'm like, I gotta look up that number. And then um then if you follow Blitzberg on Twitter, if you don't follow Blitzberg on if you're on Twitter and you you're doing Sealer stuff, that's who you need to follow because there's even another uh, prominent sports Sealer sports blog out there that basically is getting busted over and over again for just flat up stealing their tweets, word for word, copying it everything. He's even put some stuff out there that was incorrect just to see if they'd copy what was wrong. And they did. But anyway, great Steeler content. They actually run our social media stuff during the week. Uh, Jeff does run it during the games. But one thing that they said is Marquise Pouncey has made the Pro Bowl in every season in which he has played more than eight snaps. Because the two years he did not make the Pro Bowl was the year he was injured in the preseason and the year that he was injured on the opening drive against Tennessee. So he, he is a pro bowler. And I tell you, and the leadership and everything, he's just having sometimes having a rough stretch, not just with the snaps, but some of the times with the blocking, but yet he's asked to do more than the average center. He can do so much more because of his athleticism. So that's one thing on the defensive side, all three are starters. One TJ Watt, Cameron Hayward, and Minka Fitzpatrick. What do you think about uh, the defensive Pro Bowlers there, bro? Oh, uh, I mean, were you going to argue against any of those three? 
No, absolutely not. No, the only other thing is you'd have probably liked seeing Bud Dupree in there. That if you've been on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com since since the release of, of this, uh, one Jefferson Hartman got <laughs> I keep saying Jefferson got out got out the article. Uh, I actually helped him uh, uh, look up some stats and stuff because part of his thing was Bud Dupree being snubbed. And bottom line is this: like they could put two outside linebackers from the same team in the Pro Bowl is really hard to do. Um, there's a chance he could still make it, but you know, as, as a Steeler fan, we all hope that none of them make it. That none of them that that they can't be called upon because they're they're going to be be playing in February instead. Uh, but right now, there's a lot that has to happen between that and then. Another thing that I, that I also think hurt the Steelers defensively was how solid all their secondary was. That you couldn't really vote vote or look more at one corner than the other because right. Steven Nelson. Although he did get picked on a few times this past well, Sunday, probably his weakest game of the just, season. Just just a few times. We can we'll go into that later too. Yep, um, has been having a great season, and Joe Hayden has been coming up with the with the interceptions. So those were guys that all could have been considered. I know Devin Bush led the led the the voting for the inside linebacker. Frankly, I don't know that he's played enough snaps really to 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 get that to warrant that. He's he's great as a rookie. It's really tough to make the Pro Bowl like that, um, but that that's just kind of how it is. So let's with the Pro Bowl stuff done. We've got the live chat is a hopping. Um, um, they, they are telling me that it's Jeffrey Hartman and uh, Nap nineteen sixty three. I, I got to bring this up because yep. we got to hang out. Now, unfortunately, as soon as I met him, he asked where you were, Rich. Because uh, you were at the game, but you and your daughter were going to do some Steeler shopping. Yeah, we had to go get some Steeler shopping done. Had to get some of that Christmas Christmas gear uh, picked up. So yeah, so um, so you weren't there when we got to meet up with him, and um, what you said was that it was great hanging with us at the uh, with Brian and I at the Great Hall. Sorry, Brick Bro didn't make it over to the table. So that was right after you went up, which is funny. Brian had ran and had found them. I was trying to do the article for the for the inactives. Uh, and we'll talk about that later too. Um, while a lot of stuff was we were juggling around, but uh, it was a really great time. It's always a great experience going to Heinz Field. Wasn't the best experience going home. The uh, the Gateway Clipper decided they were going to cut back majorly on the number of boats they were going to run, so it took us forever to get across the river, and then therefore we got into the weather rather than in front of the weather. And I walked in my front door at five a.m. So uh, beat you by an hour. Yeah, yeah. So it was. A I'm through, still recovering. Through worse weather. Yes, you probably had worse weather because you were. We were. We were heading east and then south, where you were just going flat south. Flat south, so, right into it. Yeah. Right. Um. I still. Have, I have someone. I, I've. I've seen this more than once. I'm assuming he's just trying to get me to see it. I'm assuming it's the same person that says Maxwell McCormick. Dave, tell me we're going to the playoffs. You know what? If you haven't, you got to check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I did a, I did a, I've been doing the playoff scenario article that runs on Tuesday of what needs to happen. Bottom line is, Steelers go to the playoffs, win your games. Win your games. Don't win your Simple. games. You need help. Okay. And what's crazy is you would think that, oh, yeah, well, if the Steelers win this week and if the Titans lose, they're in good shape. No, because the problem is if the, if the Titans lose. You also got to worry about Houston. Well, honestly, all, all Houston needs. We'll go ahead and hit this now before we talk about the last yeah, game. Okay. All Houston needs to do is either win one of their last two games or have the Titans lose one of their last two games. Right. Because they have a crazy much well, like 
the Titans don't even have a winning divisional record. So they're not even second division record-wise in their division. The, the Colts have a better divisional record than them. So Houston's got that tiebreaker on them easy, and they're up the game. Now, Houston, you know, Tennessee plays Houston, but Houston would have to lose lose this week in Tampa while Tennessee wins at home against New Orleans, and then Tennessee would have to beat Houston. That was what would that's what would happen for Houston to get knocked out, but then Houston would have, you know. Uh, that would be two more losses. The Steelers would still have to win both their games. It's it's crazy how you could get into it with that. Right now, when it comes to the Steelers, the thoughts about Tennessee, or more importantly, the thoughts about themselves. Win your last two games. Win your last two games, and you're good to go. There's also a crazy scenario that they could actually lose both games and still get in, but it 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 would require it would require some crazy stuff. But we don't want to talk about that. Let's. Let's win this week. It's funny because the Steelers winning this week and Tennessee losing this week, you think would put the Steelers way ahead. It doesn't, it doesn't. because nope, I checked that one out already. Because of because right now the Steelers hold the tiebreaker in conference record. They're a half game up on Houston. So they're the, they're the half game up. Houston, not Houston. What am I saying? On Tennessee. On Tennessee. Yep. So they're ha- the half game up on Tennessee, but Tennessee doesn't play a conference game this weekend. That's when they're going to get back to even. So let's say the Steelers win win against the Jets and, and Tennessee loses. Okay. That the puts Steelers up are, just one. That puts the Steelers up one. Correct. But then if you go into week 17 and the opposite happens and Tennessee wins and the Steelers lose, then they have a tied record and a tied conference record, um, a tied record against common opponents. So then it goes to strength of victory. And right now, strength of victory, the Steelers are way back because yeah, two of their wins – are against the one win Bengals. It was, uh, I think they have third, I think the total of the, I, I counted these myself, that the total of the, of the, of the wins of teams the Steelers have beat comes to 34 and a half, where for Tennessee, it goes to 50. So they would have to make up a ton. And I don't even know if it's possible. So let's not worry about that. Worry about beating the Jets. So before we talk about beating the Jets, let's see if we can look back at what happened against the Bills. And we'll talk about that game. Um, or, or is there anything you want to say about the playoff picture before nope. we do that? Let's go to the game. Let's go to the game. So let's talk about that game and some problems from that game. So then we can roll that into uh, next week against the Bills. So you want to start? You got something good? Honestly, I don't have a ton that I would call real good. So you start. Well, it's it's obvious. Obviously, that the the number that's that's killing me. Some people think it's going to be. Um, three times less of what I'm going to say. Um, no, nope. I know I'm where go, you're going. going you're going 15. to the one out of, yep, that's the one I was going to actually I'm, go to. I'm going with 15, and that is 15 rushing attempts on the night. Yep. That this is, is the, the, this is the craziness, okay? If you come back and look at our rushing stats and the Bills' rushing stats, we averaged the same. Mm-hmm. But the Bills had an effective rushing attack because they ran the ball 38 times. Yeah. We ran the ball 15 times. And that is Average why. Average is the same. Yes. The, the, the yards per carry, the same. So they did not run the ball any better than us, but it looks like they did because they gained 130 yards on the ground. We gained 51. Yes. Yeah. Bottom <laughs> line. And and it was and it was because of how much they were. And that's why the title of the show was How the Bills Outstealered the Steelers. 
because what the Steelers have done, done, especially in the game started by one Devlin Duck Hodges, they have set him up in a great way to where he could succeed because he didn't have to carry them. He just needed to sustain what they were doing, sustain what the deep, the, what the defense is giving you, uh, sustain the run game, add to it a little bit yourself, and then and then get enough passing in there that keeps the other team on their toes. And when you when you're constantly running the ball, then you're then then the passing games open up. Now I know some of you are saying, but Dave, you've said so many other things. I know I've got after watching this game Sunday night, I'm like I've got to backtrack on a couple of things. So I'm I'm going to own it, and I've got an article about owning it with this other stuff coming out coming out tomorrow. But if, if you look at the statistics, these are the games that Hodges started. And these are the runs to pass. Now, I know some of the runs ended up being quarterback scrambles. And and so, and he actually probably he would have dropped back to pass more because I because sacks, these are these are passes thrown in the air. If he dropped back and either ran or was sacked, it doesn't actually count as a pass. So, but 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 you'll you'll get a general idea. But against the Chargers, 36 runs, 20 pass attempts. Against his next start, which was the Browns, this is the one that was the closest, 32 rushes, 21 passing attempts. Still 11 more rushes than passing mm-hmm. attempts. Then you look at the Cardinals, 35 rushes, 19 pass attempts. Let's look at the games where he played part of the game and what went on during the, those times. Against Baltimore, it was... 11 rushes, 10 passes. Now, one of those rushes was was a drop back, and then he took off for 20-some yards. And one of those passes was actually by Jalen Samuels. And not the one that he intercepted, that he threw the interception early. He did throw another one later on, according to the the play-by-play statistics on pro football reference. And then against the Bengals, they ran it 14 times to 11 passing attempts in the time that Hodges was in the game. So that's just some of those numbers, which goes to show even the games where they had to kind of adjust on the fly, they made sure they ran just as much and usually much more than they passed. And it wasn't even that they were nursing, had nursing leads or uh, and everything else in those games. But in this game, it got a little bit different. Got a little different. And the coach, coach Tomlin said this today um, in the press conference about uh, you throw the ball a lot when you lose. What's wrong with that statement, bro? Uh, We weren't really throwing the ball a bunch because we were behind until the very end of the game. Exactly. It's a cause and effect thing. Were you throwing the ball a lot because because you were losing and you lost, or did you lose because you threw the ball a lot? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Do you know we had as many incompletions as we had rushing attempts? Where is that problem? Yeah, that that's that, that I mean, sounds that, right. That, uh, yeah, we were mm-hmm. we were fifteen incompletions from Duck. We yeah. ran the ball fifteen times. Fifteen times, threw it thirty eight. So we completely flipped the script. We had been rushing in the every game where she started. They had rushed over thirty times. Now you're still saying, well, well, they were losing. Well, let's go back. And let's just look at the game up until the Steelers got behind in the fourth quarter. If you from from the time they got behind and were down 17 to 10, they from that point on, they threw the ball 15 times. I'm not counting 
the sacks, which is, I just took him out of the equation, and they did rush the ball once. It was Jalen Samuels on a, on a rush in, in one of those drives. There was three drives there. Then in three drives, they rushed at one time. But I understood they were down by they were down by the touchdown. They were they were trying to, to move the ball, especially the, the two at the very end. I understand that. But what I'm saying is if you take those numbers out of the equation, here was the breakdown up to that point. 14 rushes, 23 passing attempts. So even before they lost, they, you know, they were they had the lead, then it was tied. When they lost the tie, when they when the Bills went ahead, they were still way ahead in passing attempts versus rushing attempts. It just got worse from there. So you can't say it's because you lost, because when you were winning and tied, you were doing it anyway. Don't make, what do you me think? Any, yeah, don't make me say anything because right now the the whole we only ran the ball 15 times just has me angry. Yeah. Well, and this is where I kind of have to own it because one thing that I've talked about that's been really frustrating is run, run, pass. There's your drive. Run, run, pass, punt. Run, run, pass, punt. That I wanted to get away from that formula. But the, but the problem is you can't get away from that formula and go pass, 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 punt. Or my favorite, yeah, we a couple passes, first down, just keep passing it. Yeah, you know, it was it was like it's, if we started a drive with a pass, that's all we did was pass. Yeah, it's like once we just once we established we were going to pass on this drive, that's what happened. You know, and we had you know, fifteen rushing attempts. Nobody hit double digit attempts. Okay, um, and other than Connor, nobody ran it more than twice. Yes, that was the other thing I was going to say. Of those 15 rushing attempts, attempts, one was a quarterback sneak by Hodges. Yep. One was the fumbled wildcat play, which I'm going to bring up a little bit. Soon. Yeah. Um, then you had eight by Connor, two by Snell, two by White, two by Samuels, one of which was one was of the last two. Fumble. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, no, not one. the fumble. He oh, did gotcha. run the wildcat once, and then he yep. had the ball handed off to him when the Steelers were, were trailing and then they, the Steelers made the decision to go with five running backs on the night and rush it 15 times. They decided to keep Trey Edmonds active. He got zero carries and saw one offensive snap. One. Yep. So I don't know that it that it hurt them to not have bugs on the field, but it seemed like they were selling out to run, and then and didn't then do it. Run. Yeah, were we so, trying to do the whole let's fake them out, make them think we're just going to run the ball like crazy, and then throw it? Didn't work. Yeah, and that was the plan. It didn't work. That led to what's the next number that you should be saying? Um, well, I don't know. You want me to get into? Well, Go ahead. You, I mean, you, you can get, I was just going to go with the obvious one that you had to start with. How about oh, the five I, turnovers? Yeah, the five turnovers. Yeah. Oh, That's just, part of the reason how the Bills out Steelered the Steelers. They, they got, they got turnovers. You know, you know, they got takeaways. They ran it a ton, didn't pass much, but hit on the plays where they did. That's what the Steelers have been doing. Two interceptions in the end zone, mm -hmm. the fumble inside the 10 yard line. Oh, come on. How about some points instead, please? Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing. Nap, I just, I hadn't been looking at the live chat, but I just saw, I saw the word stacking the box. It just happened to be nap. Um, I so can talk he, about that one for a second. Go ahead. 
Okay, everybody's talked about stacking the box. We had some fans around us the other night talking about, you know, look at all the guys in the box. And I th- said to the one guy, I was like, well, of course they're going to put, you know, nine, ten guys in the box when you look at our formation and we've got nobody outside a tight end. Yeah. When you bunch everything in, guess what that does with the defenders? Brings them all in. And unless you're going to just maul them and plow them over, it's not going to work. Yeah. And uh, but yet that's what we do. We, you know, we're, we're, we're telegraphing it. We're putting guys right up within the, close to the line of scrimmage. You're just telling the other team, we're going to line up and play Steeler football and we're just going to smash it down your throat. That's great. Except for one problem. We can't do it. Yeah. And, and I, like I said, I'm not really looking at the live chat right now, but I did just go over because I, I saw a name that was interesting well, um, of Gee. I don't know if it's G or G Alexander. He said the sad part of this game was we were never out of it until the last interception. That's true. Five turnovers, five turnovers. We're only rushing the ball 15 times. We and were yet, still in the game. yet they were still there. And not only that passes were going into the end zone on multiple drives. I mean, they had to, because that's where they were intercepted. Right. But, but I'm saying is that they even got close enough to do that. So, as bad as as frustrating as all that is, there you go. I had another number five. I was trying to remember what my other number five was. It wasn't just the turnovers. It was something that that was. Oh, I remember what it was. How about five three and outs? Oh, really? Nice. Yes. That this was kind of this was brought up on the post game show with Lance because five three and outs. They had six drives of three plays or less out of their twelve. Because the other one was the was the fumble at the ten yard line, so I, I'm finally going to go. I'm still mad. I'm still mad. You you guys will have to ask Brian Anthony Davis. I, I I couldn't stop talking about it. I could not get over the turnover, the first play out of the two minute warning. The Steelers come up to the line. They're going to run a play. It looks like they're looking at the sidelines. I'm like, ah, oh, they're just going to wait for the two minute warning, and then they come out of the two minute warning in the Wildcat. And I'm like, oh, man, I wish they just would have ran the play before the two-minute warning. Um, and I didn't like it because they changed. I mean, has James Conner done a – I don't think he's done a handoff all season. Has he done a handoff ever in the NFL? I mean, was he back there in the, in the Wildcat actually handing it off? Um, it, but that's another one of those hindsight plays that you're like, they fumble, they lose the opportunity. Yeah, if they score a touchdown on it, I'm going to talk about how genius it is. you know. But the problem is it was – it was a high risk play and it came back to bite them. So a high risk play where you want points at the end of the half. Cause we were receiving the second half kickoff. Can you imagine what happens? Exactly. We, we score a touchdown first drive of the second half. What happens if we score a field goal and then we score that touchdown now, instead of being up, you know, 10 to seven, we're up 13 to seven. Now, when, they get a field goal. Now it's still 13 to 10. Totally different ball game. Yeah. Absolutely. And not only that, I would have been disappointed if the Steelers only got a field goal out of that drive. They got it at the 20 after the after Steven Nelson got the interception. The very first play was the face mask. Put him at the 10. First and goal to 10. And I'm like, you you need, you know, you're going to get the three. You really need the seven. I really wanted the seven. I would have been disappointed with a field goal. I was irate that they got nothing. 
Oh, I would have loved the touchdown. Don't get me wrong, but I'm sitting there thinking you got to have points here because you want to play the score at the end of the first, get the ball to start the second. Then when we got the ball to start the second, go right down the field, score a touchdown. First thing I said was we've got the lead, but man, those points at the end of the first half would have been nice. I, I kept I kept bringing them up to Brian all night. I kept bringing them up to Brian all night. Do you, um, do you have any other numbers? Um, hold on, wait a minute. I had. Some... I'll throw another one out there quickly. Okay, go ahead. You're looking. How about twenty two? When you have a punt that only goes twenty two oh, yards, yeah. and you're kicking from the eighteen yard line. That's a turnover. I'm yeah. pretty sure that the interception, the first interception. Was more, was more like a punt. Yeah, it was it was over 35 yards. It was more like a punt. It was more like a punt than Barry's 22-yard punt. Yes. So, I mean, because I, I said to Brian when they intercepted that, he's like, oh, that's a punt. I'm like, they might have got another 10 yards on a punt, but that would have been it. But this, but, but, but he had done so well all season, and boy, did he pick a bad time. And that turned into points. That turned into a touchdown. So... <laughs> the the Bills only scored three times. They got a touchdown off the off the off of a forty yard drive because of a bad punt. They got a field goal from the interception return that they got down close, and the defense did give up one first down, and then took them a net three straight negative plays. Right, they only give up three, which was fantastic um, to start the fourth quarter, and then they got the touchdown after Renegade. So, which is funny because if if you follow Twitter and follow the players on Twitter, some people were very critical about Renegade and says that it's probably it's outlived its purpose because it hasn't worked this year. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, they, yeah, it did it the Rams game you and I were at it sure well, worked because we got a sack fumble from TJ Watt right after Renegade. But that was that was the I don't think that was the game you were at. That was the Dolphins game. Oh, that's right. That was the dog. Because you asked me, when did oh, they play did, Renegade? But, but TJ did get yeah. a sack right after Renegade when you and I were yeah. there. And he got a sack after that one. But he got the strip fumble on the other game. I on was the Miami. Yeah. And, and like, uh, and like I think it was Zach Banner, someone said, they're like, or this might have been just someone else on Twitter, and he commented on it, that people that are criticizing Renegade are not people that are in that stadium. They aren't. Right. So that's that's kind of beside the point of uh, the, way it, the way it worked. Um so, any any other numbers before you know we? Yeah, you know what? I, I'll, I'll go another one here. Um, I, I'm not sure what to think about this, but I was looking through numbers that it just kind of jumped out at me, and this number is six. Okay, gotcha. Um, six. Yeah, it's specifically eleven minus five. Okay, eleven minus five. Yeah, 11, 11 targets to James Washington, five mm-hmm. receptions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we threw more incompletions towards James Washington than completions. Now, several of those were on some really contested balls, a couple bad balls. But, um, you know, we have a lot of weeks where we get guys, you know, well, other guys here were okay. Uh, two two incompletions and we threw to threw at Johnson. One incompletion at Bennett, one at Connor. Yeah. Um, two at Jones, one two at, at Jones, Kenny. who is no longer a Steeler. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, but some of those, so like the one to Kane, that was the interception, the end zone that he he had no chance of catching that ball. So right. that's not on him. No. So yeah, but it, it's just it's, it's not. But you know, we 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 targeted Washington. Like a number one, yeah, as we really should. 
And he had one of the best corners in the league on him. He did. And, but it still hurts to see that he got 11 targets and, and five catches. 11 targets, you'd love to see that 100-yard receiving. Here's here's what I would like to know, if you have it in front of you. You still have it in front of you? Yeah. How many targets were the running backs? Uh, five to Connor, one to Samuels. That's it. So we threw more to Washington than we did to all the running backs combined. Yep. So not only did we not have the running backs rushing, we didn't even hit them. Like the one time they did on a first down play, exactly what I had called that I wanted to see on a first down play. Um, I think that might've been when I was on with Jeff uh, last week. I said, how about on first down, you you do the little play action pass and then dump it out to the running back in the flat or something like that, or not even play action because sometimes you can't get out there. Not a screen, but just a little dump. And they did that to, and they did that to Samuels the one time. That was pretty nice. Um, I opened it up to some numbers in the live chat. We got some, some here. Uh, Northtop says um, he's, he rounded it up to 40, forcing a, a 40 passing attempts versus the number two pass defense. Um, if that was definitely what, what it is. Uh, Bo's calling it. See, there just skipped on me again, right as I click on it. Uh, Bo was calling it uh, zero is the number of interceptions in Ducks rebound game. You know what? I really hope that's true because I know some people were calling for Lynch. Some people were saying to go back to Rudolph. I'm like, you've got to treat this exactly like you did after four interceptions from Rudolph against the Browns. It's, it's, it's Ducks team again, but you can't, but the leash just got very short. End of story. You can't drop this to the Jets, just like you couldn't drop that game to the Bengals when they had to make a change. And I don't think it's going to be Lynch because I don't think he's going to be active. So looking, um, here we go. Uh, I'm not, I'm I'm not going to bring this up because of the, of the, of the name of the user, five users equals five less possessions, which is five less opportunities uh, for the offense to score points. So in other words, yeah, just ending too many possessions. Um, here you go, Steelers fan seventy four. Only one sack because that's the other thing that that the how the Bills out out Steelers the Steelers. They got to the quarterback and all their sacks, all of their sacks. I'm pretty sure if I look at it, I think they were all in the second half. I'm pretty sure all of them were in the second half. So, but but I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. I know two of them were after the Bills had the lead. So that's just one of those things. Um, I know we got a super chat. Oh, we'll get there. Get that one. Um, yeah, I got to find it. There we go. Um, from X Eddie B um, throws in $2 into the tip jar. So if you don't know what we're talking about with the tip jar and with super chat, you can type in any comment. Well, not any comment, make it appropriate. Um, type in your comment. You hit the little dollar sign down there and you could donate any amount of money you want to the show. And we will definitely bring it up. Now, don't feel like you, we're not here just soliciting money. We, you don't need to do this. The only reason we turned this on is because some some users asked if we would add it because they wanted to add this to to where people could donate. If you really want to help out the show, make sure you're going in and hitting that like button. Uh, we, uh, I I would like to see as many likes as users as what we have um, throughout the show. As, as how many people are in the live chat? That would be great. So he says, um, hammering five RBs is still better than four turnovers. Of course. I mean, Mm -hmm. hammer the ball to the running backs would have been a lot better than four than four interceptions. Yeah. But now, but like I said, 
I still didn't want to see run, run, pass. I didn't want to see nope. we're going to run on first, we're going to run on second, and then we'll only pass if we have to. You still needed to mix it up. But there still was, you know, oh, yeah, good good completion on first down. You got 12 yards. Then you come back, maybe even throw another one first down. Then it's second, then it's then it's second and even second and 10 or an incompletion. Run the ball. You know, run it when they're not expecting you to run. It seems like we 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 run when teams expect us to run and we pass when teams expect us to pass, which gives them or, or I don't want to say gives them the advantage. It takes away a lot of the advantage that the offense has. So it's that's just one of those things. Okay. Um, we I did see some of these other numbers of like uh like here we go. We did talk about this at the very beginning from Rhino Tool Five, the numbers of Steelers to make the Pro Bowl. Um and everything. And like Ryan says, he's like, we dressed five running backs and Connor played most of it. So I understand that they were worried about Connor and the injury and wanting to have plenty of guys. Um, but but you just gotta sometimes you just gotta play it. So um I'm I'm frustrated a little bit. Uh, I felt I got one other frustration from the game. When we get a go minute. ahead. Brian talked about this after the game. We got talking about it a little bit, and that was I'd never been to a Steelers game, especially up you know where, where my seats are, where as Steelers fans we were outnumbered. Yeah, I had that article out on Monday. If those of you didn't check that out on the website, it was out Monday afternoon. It was like the Steelers, it's funny, they see that the Steelers travel so well. It's not that the, that the fans travel to other places nearly as much as there's so many Steeler fans everywhere, especially out West. There's a lot of Steeler fans out West that they go to the games when the games are coming to them. You know, I know some people that are traveling up, like Knapp is heading up to, to the Jets game this weekend. So... They some do travel, but a lot of it's also that the that they're there. But they haven't been coming out as much at home. And what a lot of people said in the comments, I think is right. What their whole reason I almost wasn't there. And that when is when they flex the game. They flex the game. The night games are hard enough. And then you've got to adjust to a night game when you weren't expecting a night game. And I'm like, me getting me walking in the door at five o'clock in the morning. I, I wouldn't want to do a night game in December not just because of cold, but because you don't know about weather. You don't know how it's going to be traveling. And that's not a game I would choose to go to. But if I'm not going to every single game, trust me, if I live closer to Pittsburgh, I would just go to every single game. So that, that, and I put that in the article that you said you were outnumbered in your section. Now we weren't outnumbered, but there was a lot of fans. There are a lot of Bills fans around that state. There's a lot of blue. Yeah. I mean, you could hear it from what everyone told me is that, I noticed it when the Steelers were on offense their last two drives, how loud the stadium was. They and that kept was all the Bills fans. Quiet at work. It was the Bills fans. Yep. And they said you could hear it on TV that it that it was you've never heard it. I don't say never. It's been a long time since you've heard a crowd like that in Pittsburgh. So Yeah, you don't you don't get that often at Heinz Field. And so that was actually a very different experience. Yes. Yes. My last thing that I wanted to say about this game is I'm not laying this all on the feet of duck with the four interception and everything. Oh no. Um, I'm laying it on the feet of why did you ask him to do so much? Such a, you know, when, when I, when we said we want to let duck loose, it's funny. They're like, well, you said you want to let him loose. You wanted to see duck fly. Yeah. There's a big difference between throwing when you go from throwing the ball 21 times to then 38 times. When you go from rushing it 30 plus times to rushing it 15 times, that's a big difference. That's a big difference. And I felt like 
the the Steelers, I wanted to see them give him a little bit more freedom, not just completely just throw it, throw, throw it all aside and say, let's just go fling it. I mean, I wanted to, and I've said that before. I'm like, I want to see, I want to see Duck fling it. I don't, I didn't mean to take it that far. I hope no one else is thinking, thought that. I, I, I was just shocked by that. So um, we got $2 in the tip jar from, I really hope, I really hope it's, I don't, I'm going to say G. I like saying G, but uh, I'm not sure. The, uh, Alexander says, uh, Duck got the horrible game out of the way. Let's go to the Super Bowl now. I hope so, because honestly, this is what scares me. I thought the same thing with the loss to the Browns. I thought how you respond to the loss is going to show a lot about a quarterback. And I'm, I know they're like, oh, well, he likes Rudolph. Yeah, well, like I said, I like every Steelers quarterback. But I was hoping Rudolph would respond. But when he didn't, I'm like, that was also more about just his play. That was a, mm-hmm. that was his character being called in into play and the whole incident and everything wrapped up around that for that week leading up to it. Um, it was a lot for a young guy to handle. And honestly, when it when I just look at their attitude and everything, I think I, I think I think the water rolls better off of a duck's back than it does a Rudolph. So. Oh, yeah, that wow, was bad. you really went there. That was bad. <laughs> that was real bad. Oh, that was real bad. Gosh. So, but I'm. I, I think I think, I think, just, just, I think it just convinced Kyle to turn off the podcast. After <laughs> that oh, hey, this is true. Well, I don't know. I'm not a punter. If it was a bad kick, oh, that it's it scrolled on me. So there, but that's true. Um, talking about a new offensive coordinator, I don't think offensive coordinator is something you want to change now. And honestly, they're not going to change it in the offseason. Because this is Ben's guy, and unless Ben says I can't come back, they're gonna keep him. Which so, one are you gonna put up there? You gonna put up this Ryan. one? Yeah, Ryan O'Toole. Dave Schofield can do better than twenty-two yard putts. <laughs> uh, you were you were the you were the kickoff of field goal guy. I was the punter. Yeah, I think you could do better. Did, I don't know if they say anything on TV. When I saw that punt in stadium, now that he was punting from end zone that was closest to us and punting away from us. So I couldn't tell how short it was. As soon as he kicked that, I'm like, holy cow, he skied that. Well, I don't know which one was the 22-yarder. The I first the 20, one. I thought the 22-yarder was the one that came at us and went nowhere. No, the 22-yarder the went away from us, I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay, so, the, yeah. so then the other one wasn't much better. Yeah, because... Yeah, because it was, at, I'm pretty sure it was at the end of the first, towards the end of the first quarter, because they finished, they started coming at us and then finished that drive in the opposite end zone. Oh, that's right. You're so, correct. yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. It was brutal. And I know we're talking an awful lot about this game rather than going on to the next one, but this is what you have to do when you have a game like this. Everything next week going into the Jets is basically. Come, how are you coming off of everything that didn't go right against the Bills? All right, would you go up there and put up the one that uh, Ryan Kel- Kellerman put up there? Ryan, I've Kel- been thinking about this one. Nine fifty p.m. Put it up there. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I know, Ryan. I know. What he I said like, was, for those of you listening to podcast like form, we lost so many. Or, so or, may or, we well. lost, so may as well have let Kyle come. <laughs> I got you. I, I got you. Uh, Lance Williams thought that was hilarious um, from our very first live on the on the Clipper that you were busting on Kyle. Um, that was that, that Lance got a big kick out of that. Yeah, I don't okay. even know if Kyle knows I busted on Kyle um, on that one, but mm-hmm. a bunch of the rest of the family did. 
<laughs> but. Uh, here's another super chat from Kathy Ford, um, who throws two dollars into the tip jar to say her number is two, and she says the best two bros show on any medium. I've got to tell a little story. Yep, please do. My daughter has come up with a jingle for the Sco Bro show that she oh my wants gosh. to do, and I'm like, yeah, honey, that sounds great. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, we have another number two from your son, Kyle, that says the number of children that are terrible luck. Yes, um, that's pretty so good, actually. You've got to stop going to games with your children. Yeah. Uh, and we've got to stop going to games where we don't sit together because we, uh, I know we should, if we'd have just made Brian go up and sit with Alex and I yep. could have come down, sat in your seats. We're, you know, we're undefeated in your seats. That's true, but uh, but but they were also undefeated in the color rush, and that didn't work either. Yeah, um, but, but like Brian says, uh, after that game, he thinks we're dating now. Uh, we were kind of <laughs> we were kind of uh, of spooning because we were packed in there pretty good because everyone was bulked up because it was cold. Except I was still wearing shorts, um, so that's that's just kind of how it was. Let's let's go forward. Time let's go forward. On. Let's learn from the mistakes and go forward. So, what are you looking for? In week 16 in New York, what do you think? Uh, what uh, I got a number for you. Ready? Yes. This is going to be a very simpleish kind of number, but my number is 51. Well, that's how many rushing yards they had last week. So, what do you want to see? That's 51. The minimum percentage of plays that need to be rushes. There you go. <laughs> you want to? You want that? We need. It, we need that balance. Yes, got, we got to have it. You know, we. If you're well, going to miss one side or the other, I prefer we miss heavy run. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, because here's the thing. I mean, you look. Uh, I know this is partially looking back too, but you look at what the what the Bills were doing. We took the lead in that game. They didn't stop running the ball. Yes. That is that is an excellent point. Even when they were behind. Now, granted, they were only only down they, three. Yeah, they were only down three, and they tied the game early in the fourth quarter. But even in the third quarter, they didn't panic. Nope. They kept running the ball. Yep. They were trailing, and they ran the ball more than the Steelers. Yes. In the third quarter. We need to have better balance running the ball. Yes. And again, we can go back to some of those same old, same olds. We need, you know. 30 rushing attempts, 130 yards. Okay. Rushing. Yeah. I'll, 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 like go, I'll go 35 for 170. That's what I'd like to see. What I'd like um, to see, but there's the minimum of what I think I need to see for us to have a chance. But but this is this is another game, not not to the same level as last weekend, because that, that Bill's defense, well. I think they're a good defense, but then again, the Steelers aren't that great of an offense, so that could have could have been part of it. Now, but, hey, Bo, Bo brings up a good question then right up there after, you know, we're talking about running the ball. Um, where did he go? It's just skipped. Where did he go? Um, he was talking about the, this the, one? Yes, that one. The Jets have the number two rushing defense. Correct. Okay. You know what we need to do to continue to run the ball against the Jets? Mm-hmm. Yep. We need to use the passing game to open up the running game. Yes. Not not the other way around. Um yes. Yes, I'm trying to think about the best way to say this is even if they have the have the number 2 rush defense, 
you've got to come out and run the ball when they're when they're not expecting it. You can't come out, and even though everyone loves 72 to report as eligible, you come out here, you put in two tight ends, you 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 put your receiver in, you have a fullback, you do whatever you do, you put all 11 guys within seven yards of the, of, of the ball, you know, east and west, and say, we're going to run it. Well, you're just, you're allowing, think about it. The quarterback's not, not blocking anybody and the running back's not blocking anybody. They've, they've got, you're taking two offensive players are out of the play and you're dealing with nine guys having to deal with 11 guys. Okay. Spread them out, make somebody miss. Boy, I'll tell you what, James Conner's first run of the game last week made somebody miss. And mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how long it was. That was the first run of the game. Yeah. It was, um, it was 17. 17 or 18 yards, something like that. Yep. 17 yards. Yeah. And I mean, and, and made a guy miss and went and boom, there it was right there. So made a guy miss on the touchdown catch. Yes. Yes. That play went from no gain to touchdown because he got the ball in space. They're yeah. not letting these running backs. The only way they think they're going to get running backs in space is to run the stretch play. That's not the answer because guess what? Your linemen that are flowing wide, the defense is flowing wide as well. You, you know, try to do something else to get them in. You know, it's funny we want to we want to knock the pitch play ever since that's what they ran on fourth and one against the the uh, the oh, the last playoff game against the Jaguars when there was oh, a fourth yeah. and run they ran the pitch that didn't work. I mean, I wouldn't do it on fourth and one, but you know. But I also don't know that we have a quarterback that's experienced in doing the pitch properly. But bottom line is try to get some guys in space. Try to get some guys in space because – and you can set this up better with formations. You can use the formations. Something that I – I, I hate to, to jump back to last week, something that I hadn't seen really all season was I turned to Brian at one point and said there's five wide receivers on the field at the same time. You know what else I saw in the game the other night that was different formation-wise? I saw it twice. Zach Banner reported as eligible, and we had both James Washington and Deontay Johnson in the game. Really, twice. I uh, happened twice. I I missed that one. I didn't catch up catch that one. Uh, I did also notice that we had him eligible at one time, and he was lined up uh, next to uh, Ramon Foster, and they had moved Al Villanueva. Over over next to Matt Filer, mm-hmm. they basically ran the unbalanced line. So I I saw that at least once. Uh, I got to bring up Steve, you know, um, since especially since he's got his super fan card now. Um, Steve said pre- predictable programming is the Steelers' play calling. That's the problem. I, it doesn't matter who you have back there if you're just predictable. You know, the only way you can get a, get away with being predictable is just being so much better than your opponent. If you are so much physically better than your opponent, the problem is, is that doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a problem. Oh, what I would like to see this weekend is I would like the streak to end. Yep. I was just about to say zero. Yeah, let's get the zero turnovers because that's you keep putting your defense in a bad situation, and and, and that's what I I've been saying for a while is that as long as the, the offense isn't putting the defense in a bad situation, then they're okay. Well, look, they put them in a bad situation on a bad punt and on a turnover that was returned for long ways. 
There was another turnover that basically acted like a punt. And then the other three turnovers, all three took away scoring opportunities for the Steelers because they were of where the turnover occurred. Yeah. So even with five turnovers, only one of them hurt the defense and the defense held them to three. So, but like I said, that terrible punt is almost like having a sixth turnover. So let's, let's not turn the ball over. Let's come out and not be predictable and get some balance. And and I think everything's good because this defense is going to keep doing their thing. If we could come out and establish a few things, we'll probably, we, we, the, the opportunity would be there to get this game and get it early. Uh, Cause it's, you know, Sunday, right before Christmas, the jets are out of it. They're not playing for anything. We are, it would be real easy to hop on them quick. And the jets just basically say, let's just get out of here and go have Christmas. Yes, except for one jet in particular that I'm sure would would love to just uh, come out and do his thing. But uh Mr. Mr. Butt Naked Rob? Yeah, Mr. Butt Naked get robbed. Uh thanks to Lance Williams. That was quite the nickname. And, and what's funny is they they were talking about last week that he had one of his best games of the season. I mean, does he have over like 80 rushing yards in a game? Maybe, maybe once or something. Yeah. It's been it's been bad. It's really been 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 bad. Um, here's another zero that someone said, no, I haven't been looking at the live chat, but this one just jumped up at me. How about please? No wildcat. Okay. There's a bunch of those. In there yeah, because, because somebody said this, where did I see this? I think it was one of the beat writers on Twitter said creativity and gimmick are not the same thing. The offense needs to be creative, not gimmicky. Good statement. Yeah, I think that's a great statement. And you can get creative out of your formations, not going away from traditional football of having the quarterback. I I look back to a to a play against the Bengals last season that I just loved. And it's dealing with players that aren't even on the team anymore. It was a beautiful catch and throw to a wide open Xavier Grimble because they brought in two tight ends, a fullback, a running back, and one receiver. And they and they they didn't put them out wide. They bunched them, but it was an empty backfield shotgun. And you had you had Connor, you know, you had Connor and Nix and McDonald on the left, and you had Grimble and Mister Third and Fifth on the right. And Mister Third and Fifth motions across to go back where it looks like it was set up perfectly, where they could have the other guys out there to run like a little screen. Uh uh-uh. uh, when he motioned across, there was no the closest defender to Xavier Grimble was an inside linebacker that was at, that was inside of the tackle. He just went right out into the flat. Nobody out there. All the secondary was over on the other side. I mean, they were they were in a four four defense. They were in a big run heavy defense, and and, and it was a twenty some yard catch and run because they were creative. With Tommy Grimble they, didn't fumble. Yeah, that was one he didn't fumble. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was they were creative with what they ran out of their personnel. You bring in one personnel and successfully run something else out of it. And no matter what the Bengals did there, they were going to fail. It's because they swarmed everyone over to Mr. Third and Fifth. You had a tight end going out there with no no pass defender out there. Right. So and, and, and other things along those lines. Like we 
back to us then sometimes being a little predictable. I used to love one of the things. Oh, can't believe I'm going to give somebody some credit. Mm-hmm. Go give Todd Haley a little credit <laughs> when he was the offensive coordinator. The one thing that I used to like that he would do was the number of different plays he ran out of trips bunched. Yeah. Okay. When we go trips bunched now, we run one play. Yeah. You know what that play is? That play probably um is it is it the slip screen? Yeah, just the wide the quick throw it out yeah. quick to the wide receiver on the screen. Yeah. We, I think we've gained no more than three yards on one of those all year. That's because every time we line up, the other team knows what's coming because that's all we run out yep. of that formation. Yep. Now I, I am going to throw in the disclaimer and I haven't checked the live chat to see if people roasted me on this. I was talking about that formation and being able to do multiple things out of it. That was completely different personnel that the Steelers had. Yeah, granted, I know, like, Xavier Grimble's out of football. But, I mean, when you have someone like a Mr. Third and Fifth that you could put in motion that everyone's going to swarm to, you know, you had a fullback that could not just block out there but was an adequate, more than adequate receiver. And you had a Hall of Fame quarterback getting the ball. You could do other things. So I want to bust on the play calling, but you also got to look, you know, you know, they've got red paint. So they're trying to paint yeah. the bar in red with the people that they have. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, James Connor comes back and you cut your rushes in half. James Connor returns and you cut your rushing attempts in half. That's the only statement you need to know there. So you can't blame that on your personnel at that time. Um, you know, Benny Snell gets two carries. Two carries. Now, when they when they want to have our Benny Snell football is when you get a lead late and you want to grind it out. They were kind of saving him for that. And that's not the way the game played out. I mean, I just assume that's what they're saving him for. Cause that's what they've been doing is not giving him hardly any carries in the first half and save him, save him late to, to pound on people. So it's, it's tough. They're, they're doing what they can with the people they have. I wanted them to switch some things up, but they, they overcorrected in my opinion, it was a little bit too much of an overcorrection, but you know what you need to do? You need to you need to bring it back in a little bit, but still give yourself some liberty. There, there's I don't want to be all doom and gloom. There's still hope here. There's still hope that that people can can bounce back to this. But there's also still the possibility of did the Bills give other teams the blueprint to what they can try to do to stop the Steelers? Yes. Do other teams have the personnel to do what the Bills did? I don't necessarily uh, think so. Sure I, think about that, that. I think that Bills defense is legit. So we'll see. We'll see this Sunday a little bit more how that Bills defense is and how they come back. I mean, they did. They 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 stuck with that team up north the first time they played each other and probably would have beat them the first time if if Josh Allen doesn't get hurt in that game and didn't play in the second half. Right. So there's there's still some. There, it's funny. Only two weeks left, and there's still a lot of a lot of football to be played if you think about it. So. Uh, one, one thing that, that I said um, when I did the article today on Coach Tomlin announcing that, that Duck was still going to be the starter, which is 100% the correct call, you can't make that change right now, is that right now who's taking the snaps for the Steelers isn't what's important. What's important is that they're taking snaps in January. Yeah. Okay, do what you got to do to get there. Do what you got to do to get there. So I know we haven't crushed a bunch of numbers. I know we both want to see more rushing attempts. Um, 
the number I'd like to see come down is is the incompletions. I was super happy the week before when they only had three incompletions. I turned to yeah. Brian as, at halftime. It wasn't even halftime. I said, the Steelers now have more than twice as many incompletions as last week. And it's not even the, it's not even halftime. He was, it was right around halftime. It was few, when it was five of 11, you know, five of 11, he already, you know, they already had the double of the incompletions. So, but what do you know? Those are that, that other teams out there trying to stop you from doing what you want to do. So uh, it, it looked to me like the bills were playing the run a lot, but when they were playing the run was when the Steelers were lined up to just run the ball. So the Steelers lined up to not run the ball in order to get the bills out of what they were, what they were basically set up, but then they didn't run the ball out of those formations nearly enough. So um, any other numbers you want to do before I open up the live chat? Nope. Send it to the chat. What are you doing? Uh, sorry, when I go to type with these with the new microphones, if anyone noticed, oh, yeah. I'm using the new microphone, it picks up everything. And like, if I go to type, it's going to be like click, 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 click. So I hit mute real quick. That's why I was hoping you'd throw a number out to me. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Why did you say, hey, give me one more number? Hey, give me one Come more on. number, bro. <laughs> one more number. I could have three. We need mm-hmm. three turnovers on the Jets. That would See, be great. I I, if you'd have forced me into it, I'd give you a number. There you go. Three. I'd like. To, I'd even be happy. You know, once again, the Steelers have gotten two or more or none. They got none against the Browns the first game, and they got none against the Patriots. Every other game, they've had two or more. The problem was this game wasn't getting the two turnovers. It was, it was, it was the minus three. Time. It was the minus three. So, wow, I say numbers and then I see a bunch of stuff. I'm going to see if there's anything here. We've got, you know, three to five minutes left here to, to finish up. If you have a question, you can throw it out there as well. Um, I did see something earlier a couple of times. They were asking about the new receiver that the Steelers signed off their practice squad. Darbo, I think it's pronounced Darbo. Um, I, he's he's from, oh, I can't remember, Sierra Leone, maybe, I think it is. One of those countries that's crazy, war-torn Trump country. Great story. Played at Michigan. Um, had a good rookie year for the Seahawks, then missed the entire next season. Um, did injury, they moved on. Uh, the only honestly, I think the only way we see him this week is if Juju's still out. Um, so 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 there we go. Um, Ron had to say something I gotta bring up. He's like, Sorry, I missed you at the game, Dave. Thanks for the ball. Not only did I check the photo that you sent me, Ron, I forwarded it to one Jeffrey Hartman who loved it. We like to see. It's more fun to say Jefferson Hartman. I know it's more fun to say Jefferson. So for those of you that don't know, Ron Reed is who won the survivor contest, outlasted all five other 591 entries, uh, one that signed David DeCastro football. I hope that you saw that the little card that was the certificate of authenticity was tucked in the, in the box that the ball was in. So I hope you definitely got that, but he already sent me a picture where he had a spot for it in his office. It looks fantastic. So yeah, sorry I missed you missed you at the game, Ron. We were trying to get it. Games are crazy. We know people that are trying to to meet up. Um, had someone else that I was trying to get a hold of on Twitter from Australia. He was at the he was at the, at the Sunday night bus. By the time we get there, he wasn't there. We go into the Great Hall, tell him we're there. By the time he gets there, although we hung out there for a long time, we had to get to our seats because we barely got there in time anyway. So, but Ron, great job on the Survivor. And I'm really glad that, that you got the ball. 
So let's see if we've got anyone else here. Um, here we go. Uh, Maxwell would like to see Minka with another pick six. Boy, that would be nice. See, here's the thing with with a lot of the with a, with a lot of the Steelers interceptions this year. I mean, Joe Hayden's made some made some nice plays, but a lot of them are right place, right time. Like Joe Hayden's second interception against the Cardinals, that was a right place, right time interception. Yeah. You know, um, Stephen Nelson this week, right place, right time interception. You know what I said? I was going to mention him. Uh-huh. Boy, did they pick on him this past week. Yeah, they did. But that's uh, a good receiver that he had to I, go up against. Well, you know, John Brown, seven catches, 99 yards, 10 targets. Uh, most of those targets, though, were on when he was being guarded by Stephen Nelson. They did not throw John Brown's way when he was being covered by Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden. It was just something about the matchup that they saw. Yep. Uh, I mean, they got the pass interference where he caught the ball anyway. Yeah. Um, how about Bo says he wants to he he could see two interceptions and a fumble. I could I could see that because to me the Bills offense wasn't isn't all that the they don't strike fear in their opponents. And if the Bills offense doesn't strike fear in the opponents, the Jets strikes even less. Yeah. So um that's just kind of how it goes. Okay. Um, Double HH says he, um, a fellow hater, and he sees four takeaways from the Jets. Meaning, I'm assuming that means we're taking it away um, um, from that. Uh, Ryan wants to know for a number how many how many Steelers got snubbed from Pro Bowl voting. We did talk about it at the very beginning. Um, we felt that it, that Bud Dupree would have been would have been a good choice, but it's tough to do out two outside linebackers in the same team. Either one of the corners, I think, had a legit shot. Um, I don't think – I think it was wise that it wasn't Devin Bush. I think he's doing great for a rookie. I just don't know the how – you have you would have to give him the Pro Bowl by taking into account that he's a rookie, and that's not what the Pro Bowl is for. Here's a, here's a question for you then when it comes to Pro Bowl. All okay. right. Now, of course, you know, we're, we're, we're all, you know, out there. The Steelers are going to be in the Super Bowl, but let's suppose the Steelers aren't playing in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And let's suppose that it's that uh, the Cleveland Browns in disguise team that, that other the down east yeah. of us here. Yeah. Um, could we maybe see an argument for uh, one Chris Boswell as the kicker? If That's a very Tucker, good point. If, if Tucker is then not available, who missed another extra point on Thursday? He's missed two extra points this year. Mm-hmm. You know who hasn't missed any extra points? Uh, that would be one Mr. Boswell. Yes, he's missed two field goals. One was because of a bad hold, bad and hold. the other and the other was very long. Yep. Was it over 50 or was it 49? Uh, uh, no, I'm thinking it was uh, – might have just been 49. I can't remember. Yeah. It was 49 or 51. I can't yeah. remember. It was right around there. Um, but, yeah, that's his only two misses on the season. So, But you really know the truth. When it comes to kickers, unless you are absolutely lights out, it has more to do with how much your team is succeeding. Yep. Like when yep. Boswell got the Pro Pro Bowl, it's because the team happened to put him in situations to kick game winning field goals. Yep. Now he hasn't had he hasn't had to kick game winning field goals this year. So um, I'll try to throw a couple more numbers up here right before we call it a show. Uh, Steeler fan seventy four says, uh, "How about five sacks, two interceptions, and a forced fumble? That would be good. I'd like to get those sacks back up." Um, here we go because um, I am girth says um, at least three sacks. Yeah, that was disappointing to only get one sack at home. Yeah, it uh, was. That, that, that was, was, that was on the first drive too. Yeah, w- w- I 
I know it was the first quarter. I, I, you're probably right about the first drive. Um, I like this one. How about some? How about three touchdowns? Okay, I and still I, can't. I, I don't talk about a lot. Yeah, I mean we're we're just not putting up enough points. You know, let's let let's let's get into the touchdown zone. Um, Steeler fan seventy four. I like the statement. He says the Jets O line is suspect, although they have one of my favorite former Steeler offensive linemen because I just think Kelvin Beecham is just oh, an all, all around good dude. He's just a I know dude. he he's a guy I would have liked to us hold on to. I would have too. Never going to happen. You do know he turned into James Conner. What do you mean he turned into James Conner? Losing Kelvin Beecham is what got the Steelers the third round comp pick. Oh, you're correct. James yes, Conner. you're correct. So, um, sorry, I was I was thinking you know mm-hmm. suddenly we start they somebody started handing the ball and you know making people miss. I'm like, what? <laughs> Ron says he's got it framed, so he must nice. got the certificate. Um, boy, you can tell I'm far behind. An- another former Steeler on the Jets that you got to love. How about how about Steve McClendon on that defensive line? Um, yeah. He's having a good year this year. There was one point they thought they might cut him, and they're like, "Do the Steelers want to add? Would they like to like to add him?" That would have been pretty cool. We are getting. um, I'm going to throw up some some score predictions while you think of yours pretty quick here. I got mine when you want it. Uh, Let's go with yours first, and then I'll throw up what some other people have. All right, uh, we're going Steelers 22, Jets 18. Oh, you're going with a Brian Anthony Davis score. <laughs> so you're going with the five field goals and a touchdown versus six field goals? Yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. I will do mine on – actually, no. Well, I might if I might have to do mine in the live chat on the Steelers preview. I'm Unless they start it very late, I will not be on the Steelers preview this Thursday because when I got my tickets to the premiere of – the end of the, the the greatest saga of our generation in one Star Wars. Uh, the the I got the earliest show, which is at six p.m. Didn't realize the movie's basically three hours, so I don't know that I can get home in time. I'm going to try to maybe jump on at the end of the preview if Jeff still wants me, but but if not, I'll at least have the live chat and throw it in there. Um, here we go. Frank has Steelers twenty four, Jets fourteen. I'm going to go through here. Uh, oh, it just skipped on me because I wanted to throw um, scores. Maxwell, 23-10 Steelers. We have another 24-10 Steelers from King Me. Um, and then we've got uh, 23-13 Steelers. Did you see the Bills fan predicted the score right on our one, on our Great Hall live chat? No, I didn't catch he that. He called one. 17-10. You know, could, um, couldn't believe this. Um, here we go. 9-9. I don't know if that's a score or not, but I like it. Uh, here's one that's that's a bit ambitious, but saying, hey, let's let this offense open up. 31-17 Steelers by Steelers fans. I was just called a nerd by my nephew. Thank you very much. And um, we have 26-14 from Robert Mullers. Um, and we have 17-13. Um, and I was also asked to forbid Lance from picking the Steelers. Uh, Lance wears his big boy pants, so I'm going to let him make his own pick, but it'd be nice if he didn't. It's a lot more fun when he picks, gets it wrong, and then we got to see him in the, yeah. uh, the Lucha Libre mask. Exactly. We've got 24 to nine. We've got a 40 to 17. Um, this is great. 27, 13. Anything you want to say here to end the show here tonight, bro? Um, just, you know what? We could talk about points. Steelers need to score more points, but honestly, I'm just getting to the point this week. 
All I care is that we have one more point than the Jets when the clock hits zero. Yeah, that's the number we want. One victory. One victory. Getting that ninth victory of the year, which would tie last year's total with with everything that's happened with the Steelers. They have a chance to 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 tie last year's win total with one week then to go to, to add to it. So thanks for, for joining in tonight, bro. I'm really glad you could make it. Thank you all for joining in. It was a lot of fun. Sorry that we had to break down just such a such a sad game, but it was so important to understand these numbers of what happened in order to know what needs to improve for next week. Yep. So speaking of next week, we've got a lot going on. The same old stuff you've got coming from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You've got articles every day um, with, with everything happening. I'll, I'll have the injury report tomorrow afternoon as soon as it's out. We will have a podcast come to you every night like, like clockwork. We'll have the standards of the standard on Wednesday. We will have the Steelers preview with maybe me for part of it on Thursday. We've got Lance's Yeah, I Said It coming out on Friday. We've got a burning question this weekend. I'm pretty sure that's Lance again, um, that he might have to go back-to-back shows. We will have a not-so-late-at-night post-game show on Sunday, which is nice to have another 1 o'clock game, and then we'll start it all over again next week with the Steelers hangover on Monday. So next week on Tuesday, we are talking Christmas Eve. I'm going to let you all know there is a very good chance that that show, um, it might even be short. We'll see if it's solo or if Rich can join me. And it's probably going to be in the afternoon as there's way too much going on in the evening. If it's afternoon, I will be there. Yes. So uh, I think I've already made plans that I could free up as long as we're not late. Yep. So we'll, we'll do our best to, to get that to you. So thank you very much. Any last parting words? You say it this time. You send us out, Rich. No, 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 no. No, I have more fun listening to you. That and, uh, uh, you know, I'd get it wrong with Miss Quilt Lance. <laughs> Well, I, I was going to change it up since, you know, we're coming off a loss since now I have to wash my socks that I haven't washed for, for, uh, for four weeks. So, uh, so I'll go ahead and do it then, but thank yeah. you all for tuning in. Tell a friend and subscribe. We'll see you all next week.